Welcome to the Menopause Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Willis, author of Cookie Dough in the Dark and Vibrant Living with Tanya. Menopause is like going through puberty again. Your body is changing, your hormones are shifting, but instead of being a lost teenager, it's the perfect opportunity to reinvent your life and take stock of your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Gain wisdom, be empowered, and learn the strategic skills and the inner work that can be done simply so that the last half to third of your life is vibrant and amazing. Subscribe and share this podcast with your gal pals, and thank you for joining me. Hello, ladies. I'm going to jump right in today, and we're going to talk about your beautiful hips and how uh, your hips are related to fat storage. Well, I should say tight hips are related to fat storage, low energy and emotions, a pot belly, poor digestion, and increased stress. So I had a wonderful interview this morning with Coach Carolyn that's coming up in episode 49. So I thought I would use this opportunity in this episode just to dive into a little bit about hips and some actionable items that you can do for your hips to release some fat, some pot belly, some stress, mental tension, etc. So your hips are the most important joint in your body. Okay. Joints are, uh, you know, you have your shoulder joint, your hip joint, your ankle joint. We're going to talk about the, sh- the hip joint today. It is the foundation of movement for the entire body. If your hip joints are moving freely, then they absorb the shock from your actions. And if they are tight, the shock is absorbed by other areas less able to cope with it, like your back, knees, neck. And this results in pain and stiffness. Now we are sitting more than we've ever sat before. And uh, sitting shortens and can tighten our hips. So at the front, if you're sitting down, you can feel that crease. Those are your hip flexors, right? So that's what I'm talking about here. Um, And uh, we'll dive right into tight hips and fat storage. So if you have tight hips, this is just crazy. It can result in fat storage. Now, how does this happen? So your psoas, okay, is intimately involved in the fight or flight response of your body. So you've heard me talk about this a lot. Fight, flight is your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system is rest, digest, and relax. Okay, so this psoas muscle which is in around your hips, look it up so you can see exactly where it is, uh, is responsible for fight or flight response in the body. So when you have tight hips, it signals your body that you are in danger. Now, isn't this fascinating? Remember how I talked about we're still living like 10,000 years ago in our brain and our body and it hasn't got the memo for this new life that we're living now? So when your body is in danger, the sympathetic nervous system activates the body's natural survival response, which will exhaust the adrenal glands and deplete the immune system. And this feedback loop will continue subconsciously until your hips are in a relaxed state. So I'm going to give you some actionable items at the end here for your hips. And also a blog that I wrote 
um, so that you can do a couple videos with exercises to get into those hips. Okay, so our adrenal glands, so they're on the back. Um, think of your lower back area between your um, ribs and your hip bones. Govern our stress response by secreting hormones relative to our stress levels. And they actually help control many hormonal cycles and functions in our bodies. When the adrenals are overworked, the body prepares for disaster by storing fat and calories. This can expand our waistline. So a couple of things to take out from this is what can we do to move our hips? So if you're sitting at your desk, I'm going to do this with you right now. You're going to stand up. I may, My voice may go a little bit away from the mic here. But just stand up. This is one thing I do a lot. And just put your hands on your hips and just twirl your hips around. Oh, just twirl. Take a nice deep breath in through the nose, down into the belly, and then out. And then just kind of sway your hips left to right. Ooh. And then you can kind of arch your back and do like a little standing pelvic, pelvic tilt. So, you know, just if you're sitting a lot, if you get up and you do that for 15, 20 seconds, yes, it will make a difference. All right. It will make a difference because what will happen is your body will actually start to crave that movement and you will start to do more of it. All right. So tight hips equals low energy and emotion. So how do our tight hips play into this? And just a minute here. Uh, I just want to type something because I want to make sure that I am correct here. So when we talk about this psoas muscle, I just want to um, break this down so we know exactly where it is in our body. But it is the muscle that attaches the lower part of your hips to the upper ribs. It's the only muscle, sorry, your lower ribs. It's the only muscle in your body that uh, connects the lower and upper body together. And it can get very twisted and tight. So for, say, example, that didn't make sense, but for example, when I am sitting in my chair right now, I should be sitting hips, knees, toes, 90 degrees, posture nice and tall. Okay, now how I typically sit at my computer, and I do try and correct myself, but as I put my right elbow down, so I'm playing with my mouse, and I shorten the right side of my body and lengthen the left side, and I have a little tiny twist. So over time, I've been sitting in this position, and I mean, I try and move around. I have two screens, so I can look left and right, but the majority of the time, that is my position. And I even know when I'm driving my car, I tend to be leaning to the right a little bit more. So on my right side, my, that psoas muscle is um, shortened on my right and lengthened on my left. And this can interfere with my back and, you know, just how I stand in posture. And I am aware of this. So when I do exercises, I will spend more time on my right to open it up. And I'll give you an exercise of what I do with that. All right. So that is that psoas muscle that we were talking about. And that comes over that hip flexor area. So, right. So when you bend your, um, your, your femur, so your femur, like I'm sitting in a sit in, in a seated position, seated position, 
is now shortened. And then if I start to add a twist and a slight lean, you can see how that really can get thrown off balance. All right. So I just wanted to clear up some anatomy. So we're all on the same spot. And, you know, when we have this tight psoas muscle, it can compress nerves that travel through these muscles. And we can get symptoms like back pain, leg pain, hip pain, bladder pain, pelvic pain, and digestive issues. And it can also contribute to PMS symptoms. So crazy that this hip muscle has so much um, you know, influence other than just being a tight hip muscle. Okay, so tight hips and low energy for and emotions. So the psoas besides being a core stabilizing muscle. So I also get into this episode, I think it's 47. Um, uh, oh my God, I just had a brain fart. Um, oh my gosh, can't remember her name right now. But we talk about um, core muscles. That's a really great episode. I think that's 47. Um, okay, so the psoas muscles, besides being a core stabilizing muscle, is an organ of perception that literally expresses our deepest urge for survival. Our psoas grounds us to our surroundings, similar to a grounding wire in a circuit. Once the spine is open and grounded, the spine can become alive and perform optimally as it's supposed to. So even just sitting here, I'm noticing that my spine, of course, is being, um, think of your spine, like put your fist on top of one another, Okay, so your spine is stacking up. So keep your fists on one another. And basically my right side, so I'm going to put a little pressure on the right side of my fist. You can feel how even my spine is shortened on that right side and lengthened on the left, which throws my whole body out of balance. So these are the things that I really work with in my in my Vibrant Living membership. We have a really balanced approach to exercise where it's not all just like, you know, um, uh, cardio and weights and stuff like that. We really do a lot of like um, unlocking your hips, unlocking your shoulder joint. How do we get our spine back in line? Uh, how do we work with our roller? And you can see that now that, you know, I'm very aware of my body, I take this out and I, you know, will, you know, make correct how I'm sitting, correct how I'm standing, hips, knees, toes in alignment, your hip is like a bucket, you don't want the water tipping out or back. So I integrate it into my daily life. So I'm going to lean to the left here for a little bit while I'm talking. <laughs> lean to the left. All right. So your emotions are connected to your psoas through the fascia and nerves surrounding it. Now I'm going to just come back here because I just did a great uh, fascia talk, didn't I? Um, in my cellulite on episodes number 40 and 42, I talk about fascia and cellulite. Oh my God, those are such great episodes to listen to. And let me just reiterate here with um, Jamie, Jamie Haynes, episode number 47. I knew it was 47, but we talk about core. Okay, so your emotions are connected to your psoas through the fascia and nerves surrounding it. And when your emotions are stressed and heightened, that fear, guilt, or anger, etc., travels through the nerves in the psoas to the spinal column and then to the brain, which is the headquarters for your emotions. 
So when you have open and functioning hips and a strong mobile lower back, you are more playful, you're creatively free, you're perhaps calmer, and you're better equipped to handle stress. Isn't that amazing? The emotions that you experience during the day will be transmitted more freely with clarity and will flow freely from your psoas to your brain. I'm telling you, this machine that we live in, oh my gosh, it is just the most unbelievable. I actually don't even like working using that word unbelievable. It's the most magnificent machine. And we are discovering more and more and more and more about it. And I just, I know that when I made that mindset shift in my thirties, rather than, you know, just focused on weight loss, when I really knew and understood that I was a cellular being and that all of this, my whole body is connected, that really transformed how I looked at health and fitness and made me just like, just even more appreciate my body and how can I help it thrive the best, right? And that's basically what I've been doing for years is how can I be vibrant and energetic? What do I need to do? So the emotions that you experience during the day will be transmitted more freely. I already mentioned this with clarity and will flow freely from your psoas to your brain. Fear and your body's reaction to this powerful emotion can be reduced and improved through the release and repair of the psoas. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to share a couple of things that I do with you. And also the blogs, blog posts, I'll put in the show notes so you can give yourself a little five minute workout. Okay, so tight hips equals pot belly, tight hips equals poor digestion, and tight hips equals increased stress. So a tight psoas muscle pulls on the spine, creating your belly to protrude forward. Thus, a pot belly, which is fairly hard and somewhat rigid, okay, um, and whereas fat is soft and pudgy. So you'll really get this pulling forward of your belly, right? And, you know, there's uh, this is a whole other discussion, but you have subcutaneous and visceral fat. And if you start to get more visceral fat in there, then you're really going to get that hardened look. Um, so again, we want to think of that base of the, the um, hips and try and stack everything on top of it while we're sitting and standing instead of pushing that bum out or sorry, being in that seated position, which is shortening those hip flexors and um, creating that belly bulge. A tight psoas often affects digestion because it is pulling on your small and, and large intestines. And the tighter your psoas, the more pressure that is placed on your organs and other muscles, right? So that can be a stress response in your body. So by returning to a neutral pelvis, where um, you will create more space for your organs and muscles and they will all function better. Having tight hip joints and tightness in the surrounding muscles like your hamstrings and um, that pulls on your back and your knees, right? So it, 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 it's like spot reduction. You can't just do one thing. We're all connected. Do you remember that bone? Your hip bone's connected to your leg bone. Your leg bone's connected to your finger bone. Just making that up. But we're all connected and that should just be like, oh, my body is again, just so magnificent. So what are some exercises that you can do? All right. So I'm going to put in the show notes, the link, um, because it'll give you this pelvis lift, but 
You know what? Let's stand up again. And all I want you to do, technically, you should try and stand on a stair or um, a foam block and be supported. But you're basically um, standing on both feet and then you're going to lift your right leg up and down. So you're doing like a pelvis lift here. And then you can go to the other side and lift and lift. So you're just getting some movement in those hips. I actually did this with one of my clients this morning. Except for we did a whole little routine and we did it on uh, a yoga block. Okay. And, you know, I have a testimonial here from Betty who says, before changing how I moved, I would fall several times a year because think of a tree um, that's rigid and the wind blows and the tree breaks. Okay. When we create this flexibility in our body and our muscles, our joints, the wind blows, think of a nice flexible tree and the tree goes with the wind. So we really want to make sure that we're getting, um, you know, flexible as opposed to stiff. And a lot of us, as we age, unfortunately, we're not moving the same way. We're not hydrating the same way. So we do get stiffer. So Betty was falling um, or, you know, getting tipsy on streets and streps, steps. And after adding these exercises that I'm sharing with you, she felt quite confident on uneven surfaces. She noticed her balance had improved immensely and that this exercise has been instrumental in improving my hips, balance, and posture. So hats off to Betty for actually implementing these exercises. You know, we trained for a while. I got her into a routine. You know, some personal training clients I see for 10, 20, 30 sessions. They get it integrated and they're motivated. They keep going. And other people I see for years and years and years. So there is, you know, whatever you want to do in regards to personal training, um, it's, you know, it's up to you. You can just do one session just to see if you're doing the set, the uh, exercises right. Anyway, continuous movement. So this is interesting. So think about walking, right? Mask balance issues because when in motion, we can't identify them. Think of a bike in motion, no problem, but try and stay on that bike when not in motion. So walking is a continuous pattern of almost falling. If our body is weakened, this can increase the chances of falling. All right. So um, even though walking is a great exercise, I highly recommend it for everybody. If you're, you're off balance, right? When you're walking, it's like this pattern of falling. And if our body is in a weakened, stiff state, then it can increase your chances of falling. So a couple of things to notice when you're doing that pelvis lift kind of exercise. You can't just do it for the four times we did it on each side, but it's really tapping into noticing if your ankles feel wobbly does your foot keep touching the ground remember i said you would kind of be on a stair or a block where is your pelvis how does your pelvis feel what's happening at your knee and how would you rate your balance so this is you know i've talked about this a little bit because some people will say well how many of this exercise should i do and i'm like don't count i want you to Feel the exercise. I want you to notice what's happening at your hip, your knee, your ankle, your lower back. Like what's going on? It's not just about doing 15 or 10 or 20 of an exercise. Okay. Um, what do I want to go through here? Some stretches. So some really simple stretches. Again, we can do them at our desk. We can stand up here. If you're walking, you can stop. If you're car, you can just save this. But just take that right leg out to the side and just swing it out to the side and back. This lateral movement. 
just getting some swinging. You can swing it in front, swing it behind. You can swing it front and back. You can swing it on an angle. Just swing it, right? Just move. You can do some step touching. I'm doing this right now as I as I talk to you. Um, like we said before, we can stir this pot with our hips standing and just stir the pot. Okay, and then I'm not going to get uh, do this one right now, but we can get into tabletop. So getting on your hands and knees and you can twirl those hips around and then you can do kneeling hip rotations. So just stand, sit, not sit, stand, kneel, whatever feels good for you. So those are some dynamic ones. You could also do side stretches, opening up that left side of the body, opening up the right side of the body, getting some flow in there. So dynamic means we're moving while we're stretching. There's some action. Now static stretches are like a standing quad stretch. So basically you would kick your foot up into your hand. I'm doing that right now. Okay, and you can hold a chair or the wall or whatever. And I like to push my hip forward and push my uh, foot into my hand and push my knee down to the floor and reach the crown of the head up and feel that beautiful stretch in the front of the leg. Oh, that feels good, I'm gonna do the other one. Okay, then we have a hip flexor uh, stretch. So that is when you're on your knee or you're standing and you're getting more into that hip. So if you're doing a hip flexor stretch on the floor, you would reach that leg forward with the other knee bent and really open up those hips. And I really suggest doing these uh, during the day. I also love using my roller. Okay, I'm gonna sit back down for a moment here. I love using my roller, doing a static stretch of putting the roller underneath my hips and then just doing one leg at a time or both legs over the roller to really get a nice lengthy stretch. Very relaxing, very calming. The heart or the hips get a little higher than the heart. So that helps reduce stress in the body as well and just feels good. It's very restorative. You can on the floor, put your feet flat to the floor and do what I call a windshield wiper, which is moving those knees left to right. Again, that hip joint is a ball and socket joint. So we're moving this um, just out of this forward stuck pattern that we get caught up in. And this really became apparent to me. My dad was just visiting me when I was away and he is a bridge fanatic and therefore he sits a lot and he is stiffening up, like really stiffening up. And then he rides his bike, but a few years ago he got a e-bike. So he doesn't have to, you know, it's not as strenuous, but the problem is, and there's nothing wrong with biking, but you're sitting and then you're sitting on a bicycle. So I said to my dad, here, do some step touches, right? Go for a walk to the stop sign, turn around and come back. Um, if you feel comfortable when you're going for a walk, do some lateral steps, walk backwards for a little bit, like change things up, do little short strides, big strides, skip, you know, I'll do that sometimes. So just really trying to just move your hips in different ways. Um, I love using miracle balls. I'll put the link and some information in the show notes. I love them. My God, I mentioned some exercises you can do with those. They are incredible. And that is what I will use with um, a lot of people come and see me because they have pain in their body. And so, you know, when you're in pain, it really makes it hard to work out. So we work on the miracle balls. Then we may progress to the rollers or towels or something like that. 
But there's all, I think my point is here is there's always something you can do. There's always something you can do. And if you don't do it on your own, there's places that you can, you know, pay to be stretched. So I have people that I used to just stretch, right? If you're not doing it on your own, I highly recommend getting some motivation or you can sign into my Vibrant Living membership or join my Get Rid of Aches and Pains program. And I break all of this down because it can be scary when you don't know what to do. I mean, this is just second nature to me because I've been doing it for so long. But how do you know what to do with a roller? You don't want to hurt yourself more. So where do you start? So I'll put those links as well. All right. So that is just some really interesting information about how powerful our hips are. And I gave you lots of actionable items that you can do to start to open up your hips and, re and release tension. And like I said, I'll put some links in the show notes to some of the mini videos that I have on um, YouTube and um, get moving, ladies, move those hips, move those hips. They're going to love you for it. And remember, we also hold a lot of emotional energy in our hips. It's our root chakra area. So really great idea to swing them, move them, rotate them. And uh, thank you for listening. And I would love to hear if you are moving your hips. And if you've got some gal pals who are getting stiff in this area, I'd love for you to share this podcast with them. Subscribe and share. Subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Thanks for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. <music>